We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'll explain it right after the Cinco, and I apologize if anyone else has said this, because I think it's such a good comparison. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not the first to make this one. Lamar Jackson is Joel Embiid. Hmm. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's, try the new pretzel baconator today. All right, speaking of better poops, I'm going to give you the five teams that <laughs> never recovered from epic collapses. Oh, All right. Oh. After, yes, I can't put the Lions there yet, but we're on a little mantle seeing where they go from here. Here we, here we go. Number five. The 8-5 and 2011 New York Jets. That is true. Uh, they would lose to Philly. Yep. Lose to the Giants yep. in the Victor Cruz game. Yep. Finally lose to Miami. Yep. Ending a once promising season where yep. they look like build on back-to-back conference championships. And the Jets as a franchise have never made the playoffs since that 8-5. Not only that, they have had one season above 500. One Incredible. So I think that is a great comparison. There's no question about it. And I think it's a part of why when I think back to the Victor Cruz game and that season, uh, I'm as butthurt as I am because it's been over a decade and this franchise has not recovered. Haunting you forever. Yes. Forever. Number four. Brandon Staley's Chargers blew a 27-point halftime lead to the Jags last wildcard round. And this year, and this is very cautious of the Lions, never got off the mat despite having all of that talent. Hmm. We're one of the worst teams in football. And guess what? The Staley era is already over. And he also liked to go for it a lot of Yes. <laughs> Sometimes to overcome the stank of a really, really, really bad loss, you have to do something very uncomfortable. Which is? And that is fire the coach or manager. Yeah. The Mets, that's what the Chargers did. Chargers did it. They waited a year, but they did it. The Mets didn't do it after their collapse with Willie Randolph. They did it about six months later. And I'll tell you a team that did do it, and they recovered immediately. The Boston Red Sox fired Grady Little right after the collapse in 03. And that's a footnote instead of something that would be on this list. So sometimes it takes the bravery of getting rid of the person that was a part of the collapse. Yep. Obviously, we're not there with Dan Campbell, but nonetheless, Not saying that, just saying in the past. All right. Number three. The Houston Oilers franchise. Yeah. They blew a 35 to 3 lead in the 1992 wild card game to the Bills. Mm. They would get back to the playoffs the next year, lose to the Chiefs in the divisional round. And that was it for them basically as a franchise. They don't recover until they make the Super Bowl as the Tennessee Titans mm. in 1999. That loss effectively it, ended Oilers football. It's in Houston. a tough one because they literally got to a Super Bowl six years later, but. Yeah, but not in the same spot. <laughs> no, I get it. Different city, different team name. I, you know, I get Imagine it. Lions fans suffering this in the NFC Championship game, taking in six years later, the team leaves. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember because I don't remember the, the situation around their departure. Like, it wasn't a stadium thing. Like in San Diego with the Chargers, I'm trying to remember because if they had won a Super Bowl while they were in in Houston, Houston right. would, they, everything. would they have stayed? I don't know. I mean, I, I know that that's a true story with a bunch of baseball teams. Like I always heard, if there was no strike and the Expos won the World Series, yeah. they would have gotten a stadium. 
I don't know if that would have been the case with them. Yeah, I mean, they were getting to Nashville ahead of it. Obviously, a footnote in the movie cast away the whole deal. Hmm. By the way, based on that logic, uh, you've mapped out what should be number one. But go ahead. Okay. Number two. Joe Torrey's Yankees. Oh. Hmm. The 0-4 collapse led to a re- reversal of fortunes. To this day, we still view the Red Sox over the Yankees in big moments. The Yankees did taste an 0-9 World Series that we're fortunate of, but those were Joe Girardi's Yankees. The 0-4 collapse effectively ended the Joe Torre trust around here with the Yankees. And the Yankees have been different ever since. Even right. though they won the World Series in 09, there's this feeling of they're not the Yankees anymore. I don't know if you put the Yankees there. I mean, they're constantly in the postseason, but, except for this year. But that's that they're not all collapses are created equal. Some mm. don't get back to the playoffs. Some don't get back to the hierarchy. I mean, they I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I don't know if I put it as high as he did, but I yeah. kind of get it. Well, that was, that's like number five to me. By the way, would, I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah, the Jets are ahead of the Yankees on that one. Right. I would think you would, oh, good for you, putting one of your teams up there. No. Well, only when they're right. I don't think that one's right. <laughs> I just right. disagree with you. Number one. It's the Falcons. Yeah. I, I mean, they blew the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. By the way, Shanahan comes fact. back yesterday. Seven years later, they're still stammering around the league as a middling franchise. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Because I mean, poor Matt led- Ryan's got to work with Tiki now. <laughs> <laughs> it, led, it led to the downfall of of d- that whole system. Yeah. Like, everything collapsed. And, and Matt was great that year. I, yeah. He was the MVP. No, no, I think that's a good one. I just thought when you talked about losing badly and then losing the team, I thought of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Like, the Cleveland Browns went to three title games in four years. They infamously had the drive against John Elway. And, like, five years later, they don't exist. Well, more like ten years And the Ravens end up winning the Super Bowl. And then the Ravens, right. And Belichick's gone. The Ravens win the Super Bowl. Browns come back. And what have they done since they've come back? They've been in the playoffs a handful of times. Well, and the, well, let me ask that question again. If the Browns had won a Super Bowl one of those years, do they leave? I don't know. The Armodell thing, yeah. I don't know. Armodell felt one. like a snake, so I don't know. Yeah. You know what's different about the Houston Oilers and Cleveland Browns well, that don't work wait, with wait. those baseball comparisons is that they had fan support. Yeah. Like, those other teams lost because they didn't have the fan support. Like, you can't say that about Cleveland and Houston. It just came to me. Evan's whole opening take today was what, Evan? For anybody Losers in the corner. lose. Losers lose, and the Lions always lose. Yes. Like the Jets, like the Knicks, like the Mets, like the Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians. Like, when you're a loser, it's in your DNA. The Vikings, you just lose. I'm a loser. I'm going to apply your theory. Good. If Art Modell never moves the Browns, does Tiki have a Super Bowl ring? Because ultimately, <laughs> losers lose. That's true. <gasps> The That's Giants good. lost to the Ravens, where they have lost to the Cleveland <laughs> oh, Browns. That's interesting. That's a good one. That's a good question. Oh, yes. There's a lot of that. The things great hypothetical. Been, there's a lot of hypotheticals, and thank you, Sean. Cinco all de right. five every day at 5 o'clock. It's like for all mankind. You watch For All Mankind? No. It's on Apple? No. It's about what happens if the space race never ended? Oh, crap. I want to watch it. You should definitely watch it. You've got it. me interested, and you used one sentence. It's amazing. Because it's all, it's very political, and it becomes a Cold War on the moon. Oh, I like it. Yeah, you will like it. There's I've, a movie. I binge the whole season. There's a movie coming out. I saw the the trailer for it, in which it's the International Space Station. We're okay. all chilling, and all of a sudden, we look down and we see war breaks out on Earth, and the Russians get a call from the government saying, "You got to take over the International Space Agency," <laughs> and we're fighting in like, the in the, in the space yes, station. Yes, that's the movie. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. I think it's called the IOS, International. What, what, what is that called again? The, the International Space Station? IS, uh, ISS. ISS. International Space. Wait, is that, 
Station, yeah. ISS, yeah. okay. Where would you get iOS? That should your iPhone. That's yeah, Apple I have no right. idea. I think I was confused by that. Right. Anyhow, Joel Embiid and Lamar Jackson. Now think about this for a second. Mm. There's no denying the greatness of regular season Joel Embiid. Yeah. We all saw what he did about a week ago. We also saw him duck out of playing in Denver, but that's another story. He's won MVPs. Right. That's and he's, not a competitive thing, by the way. Uh, excuse me? I don't think it's a competitive thing. That Joel decided not to play Denver? Yeah. In Denver? Yeah. Well, he's not playing tonight, so that's a sign that maybe he's hurt. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Or, uh, I don't think it's hurt. I think it's some medical issue that's not disclosed. Oh, you think so? He doesn't want to play in the thin air? Yeah. Okay, well, what happens if they're in the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets? <laughs> that sucks. Oh, it doesn't? <laughs> By the way, based on the theory I'm laying out, don't worry about that. <laughs> you can't get to the Finals. But there's no denying. Like, Joel Embiid's a great player. Right. Like, as much as I may get on him, he is a great and, player. And so is Lamar. Who is unique in his own way. Unique in his own way. They're writing Hall of Fame careers. Joel Embiid and his basketball team, the Philadelphia 76ers, have never gotten past the semifinals. They have never gotten to an Eastern Conference Finals. Never. And so you look at Joel the way I do, and you say, that's a great player, but. That's a great player, but. And that's Lamar Jackson for now. Yeah. Now, Lamar has time to change that, just Embiid does. I think Lamar's got more time to change that than Embiid, yeah, but that's just, a different story. He just turned 27, so he's got plenty of time. But he's a two-time MVP, no denying where that takes you as an NFL player. We went through the list last week. If you're a two-time MVP, you're an all-time great. But as of right now, he hasn't gotten to the big one well, like Joel Embiid. So the question with that statement, and mm-hmm. you might be right, and the comparison is it's loose, but it, it, it's applicable because of the lack of deep success that is championship success that it you know conference and then obviously major uh, the uh, the ultimate one but what are you going to do about it like do you get rid of Joel Embiid no, no. do you move on from Lamar Jackson no. you regret that you're paying him 55 million dollars a year no. like what do you do and so the one thing i hope that doesn't happen with the Baltimore Ravens that feels like is happening with the 76ers is that they start making excuses about everybody around Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. right? And so it becomes everybody else's fault. It can't be Joel's fault. It can't be how he works with teams. It can't his teammates. It can't be any of that stuff. It's got to be who's around him. So let's get rid of the coats. Let's trade this guy. Let's let's rebuild this in a different way. Now try that, right? Yeah, that didn't work. Let's let's get rid of this guy. Maybe get rid of the coach and you know, change the GM. All right, let's try it this way, mm-hmm. right? You keep doing everything around you to make it look different when. It, that might not be the answer at all. I hope the Ravens don't do that. My answer is not, and I would say this if I was a 76er fan, and I would say this if I'm a Raven fan. The answer is not to get rid of them. No. And that would be the dumbest thing you could do. Lamar Jackson is an incredibly special player. Joel Embiid is an incredibly special player. What I would do if I ran the 76ers of the Ravens is keep trying. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I, I know it's a boring answer, but I'd keep right. trying. But as of right now, we are witnessing two all-time great players put up monster regular seasons. 
doing things we've rarely seen before. He's a two-time MVP in Lamar Jackson. He isn't even 26. Joel Embiid is putting up stats. Like, you could argue the year Embiid is having this year in the NBA is one of the great statistical seasons of all time. And guess what? (laughs) You become a legend by winning championships. Right. And if Embiid doesn't win a championship, just like Lamar did not win a championship... We'll all talk about your greatness as a regular season player. We will give you the bouquets for that because you deserve it. But to get to that next pantheon, like if you, Joel Embiid, want to be the greatest big man of all time, well, what did Kareem do? What did Wilt do? What did Shaq do? They all won. (laughs) If you want to be Lamar Jackson, one of the great quarterbacks of all time, what did Patrick Mahomes do? What did Tom Brady do? What did everyone not named Dan Marino do? They won. So I'm not telling you to blow it up. That'd be lunacy. Right. I'm just saying I'm witnessing as a sports fan two great players who have perfected the regular season. But come playoff time, yeah. it ain't enough. You know who this sounds like? You could have said the exact same thing. And who it just this and it just like? popped into my head and they altered it took forever. What sport? Football. Took forever to break through despite being exceptional at what he did. I think I know your answer, but I want you to say it. John Elway. Oh, I was going to say Andy Reid. But go, go, that's good. John Elway. John Elway. John Elway comes yes. in the league in 1983. That's true. They are 9-7, and seven, and then from that point on, they're 13-3, and 11-5, and 11-5, 10-4, losing the wild card, lose a division, don't make the playoffs, despite being 11-5, and five, lose a Super Bowl, lose a Super Bowl, Miss the playoffs, lose the Super Bowl. No, don't make the playoffs. Lose the conference. Don't make the playoffs. Lose the uh, wild card. Don't make the playoffs. Don't make the playoffs. Lose the division around. Win two Super Bowls. Yeah. Peace out. At the end, yes. No, right. I get you. Right. So, including beating my team. Yeah. Right. So it it really reminds me of Dan. Like well, it's like it's hard to like put this story of Lamar Jackson ahead of itself. Like you can't start writing the. Well, they'll never win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson, or the 76ers will never win a championship with Joel Embiid. I don't know what the example is in basketball, but I'm sure there is one very similar. If you're a great player, I believe it or not, I think it took Wilt a while. I'd have to look it up, yeah. but I think it took Wilt Chamberlain but a while your, to win. But your your answer is right. Just keep trying. Right. Or don't don't get sour on it. Don't be like, ah, oh, he's not that. Oh, he's so flawed. Oh, he's such a great athlete, but oh, he's just flawed in these moments. You can't have that mentality. You have to just keep. Pounding at it. You got to keep plugging away. Yeah, and it's funny. You said John Elway was a great example. He got the Super Bowls, didn't win one until late in his career. Andy Reid. Yeah. Andy Reid, until 2019, was considered a great coach who can't win. Right. Ask Philly right. fans. They'll tell you. Great coach who can't win. Great coach who can't they, they, win. They didn't like him. As crazy as that sounds, he went to four straight championship games, and they hated him. Because they didn't win. Right. Because they won, but they didn't win enough. It's kind of like what we're talking about with right. these guys. And Andy Reid in 2019, when they finally broke through and won a Super Bowl, it was, wow, he finally won the Mm -hmm. big one. And now he was able to tackle on another, and he has a chance to get another. And now we're having discussions of, is he the greatest of all time? Or how does he become it? Right. Meanwhile, five years ago, he was uh, choking, as they would say. Yep. So you have a chance to rewrite the script. You have a chance to change things. But as of right now, as we sit here right now in January of 2024, that's where Joel Embiid is. That's where Lamar Jackson is. It is. It is. It's but a tough I, place to be. But I hope that Lamar, and I think Lamar is this way, I hope he looks at the history of guys like John Elway and doesn't get discouraged. Because think about that. John Elway was 
20 something when he first came in. Mm-hmm. He didn't win a Super Bowl until he was 37. Last two years of his career? 37. Yeah. 37. Crazy. <laughs> he was an MVP early, right? No, MVP he was. MVP and I think his fifth year. And he got to it. Super Bowls, which I guess helps, but right. still, like, that's not the end. Though. It's right. winning a Super he Bowl. He was an MVP at 27. Mm. Only one he won regular season MVP. Finished runner-up later on in his career. But he won an MVP at 27, which was very rare at that time, uh, back in the, in the, in the 80s. And he didn't win a Super Bowl until he was 37. It's never it took too, him a decade. It's never too late. That right. is the truth. Let's go to David and Elmont. What's up, David? Hey, doing uh, Evan? How you doing, Kiki? What up? Uh, yeah, I just want to bring up something, Evan. You said something about Taylor Swift saying something to the camera, like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like enough of yeah. filming me, whatever. Yes. Yes. I don't think she would ever say that because the comedian on the Golden Globes made a comment about it. She got very upset that he even said something about that. So I think she really does care about being shown more on TV. It only benefits her and Travis Kelsey. So yeah, I don't think but you know what? I, I got to give her, I got, she's sitting in a booth. She's eating some food. Right. She's watching her man play some football. Maybe she doesn't want the camera on her all the time. Right. You know what? I know what that's like. I'll tell you a story. I was watching Sunday Night Baseball, the Yankees against the Mets at City Field. And I was scoring the game, and it was a very tense moment. I forget the exact game, Teak, but it was a close game. And all of a sudden, some ESPN camera guy comes down, sits right next to me, and sticks that camera in my face. <laughs> Because you're scoring. Because I'm scoring. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not, I'm not yeah, anybody. Right. He just stuck it in my face. Like, oh, this would be a great shot for ESPN. Geek scoring the game. So I turned around and I said, excuse me, what are, we, what are we doing here? And he's like, well, I was going to put you on the TV. I was like, I don't want to be on the TV. <laughs> and he's like, well, I think this shot will be interesting. I said, I don't care what's interesting. I don't want to be on TV. Right. It's a tense moment in the game. I'm not looking for my five minutes of fame here. I don't, I'm not interested. Can you please get away from me? He's like, well, you know, I think it's a good shot. I said, I'm going to call security. Like... <laughs> I pay a lot of money for these tickets. I'm making a request. I don't want to be on the TV. I don't want it. I've been on before during games. It didn't go well. Get me out of here. Didn't go well for the Mets. You know when I was on TV? No. You're not aware? I'm not aware. Please tell me this story as an addendum to your previous story. Do you know about game seven of the 2006 NLCS? (laughs) You know about that? Yadier Molina, two-run homer, ninth uh, inning. Adam yeah. Wainwright, who joined yeah. the Rico Brown. You yes. can download the podcast. I listened to the Rico. the Rico was good. Had nothing to do with Wayno, but after Yadi hit the home I run. I got the sense that you liked him at the end. Me and Wayno had a nice time together. Yes. He can still go bleep himself. <laughs> right after Yadi hit the home run, they did crowd shots. Okay. And one of the crowd shots was me, and it appears as if I'm crying, which mm-hmm. I was not. I was just very upset. So I- I've done it. I don't want it. And I know what Taylor Swift feels like. I don't want to be on TV anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm done. All right, you showed me. Okay, you got it. Uh, done. I oh, let's score games and go shag. Honestly, you're telling the camera guy you're going to call security. What a jerk. Why? I asked him nicely yeah. three times. I didn't want to be on. I has got a job to do, Ev. You're scoring a game. What's the big day? Show you for two seconds scoring a Sean, game. It's not like you had to look, smile, and wave. If you make a request, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. I know. I, I did know. it respectfully. I wasn't a jerk. I said Nobody's... it the fourth time. I was like, I, enough. I don't want to be on TV. Nobody's saying respectfully, but it's not like you had to take your shirt off and go, woo, look at me. You just sit there. You keep scoring the game. You pretend the camera's not no. there. No. I mean, you're different than me. You love attention. Okay? You're he's, a media whore. I'm a radio, not. He's a radio guy. Yeah. Here's voice, yeah. not his face. That's right. Thank you, Essence. But again, you know, you should <laughs> right now on TV. Yes. Speaking of the radio, weren't you also on the radio uh, broadcast something about ice cream or something? Wasn't that a thing where Howie Rose was describing something? Maybe my memory isn't as good as it used to be. Something about an, you eating ice cream or something. Oh, yeah. So uh, you've said this on the radio before. I was trying to be. No, nah, I remember what the story is now. 
Um, Tiki probably hasn't heard of it. I have no idea. I don't know what I, This did not make the book because I could not really find the actual date, and I wanted to be true to the scorecards. Gotcha. And my book is coming out April 3rd or April 2nd. It's called My Mets Bible. <laughs> Amazon right now. You can buy can it. Can we get the right date? Yeah. <laughs> April 2nd, April 3rd. Just pre-order it just now. Just pre-order it. Yeah. pre-order it. It'll get there when it gets there. Exactly. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. What the hell's the difference? My Mets Bible. Um, I had a relationship with, with this uh, woman. Okay? We were together for a couple years. Nice, nice girl. Right? And we broke up. And sometimes you don't plan where you're going to break up. Sometimes it just happens. So we happen to be breaking up at City Field that night. What? <laughs> and Howie Rose... You had to know it was coming. It's complicated. Howie Rose did not know this, yeah. so he started broadcasting how Evan's uh, girlfriend just left and she came back with ice cream. I wonder if uh, he paid her. I forget what he said. He was breaking down the ice cream that me and this uh, lovely young lady were having. In a helmet cup. And needless, uh, he didn't know we were actually breaking. It was the breakup conversation. So you were having a breakup conversation (laughs) while eating ice cream at Shea? Uh, This was City Field. So at City Field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me, it's you. Why why were you eating ice cream? Do you really want to get the breakdown on this? I just don't understand. Like, Like why we eat ice ice cream? Why not get a beer or a Shot of vodka. She wanted ice cream. She was upset that, you know, we had the conversation. I I don't blame Wait, her. So you had the conversation, and then she went and got ice cream? What are you, yeah. Derek Jeter, leaving her, uh, you know, a little gift basket? I think she wanted to get some ice cream. I don't know. I don't remember her I, thought you, at the you, time. You, did she initiate or you initiate the, the breakup? The breakup? Yes. The breakup was more... Because pu- it's it's one of two things. If yeah. you initiated, then you're a jerk for doing it at a Mets game no, no, okay. over ice cream. What was the and score? she initiated, and you knew this was coming, why in the hell did you take it to the game? We <laughs> had a... I would say it was more of a mutual breakup <laughs> that I think we had philosophical differences. <laughs> Such as she wanted other dates other than go to City Field? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was not that. It was We had some philosophical Stop differences. Stop scoring West Coast games from home. It had nothing oh. to do with baseball. It was nothing bad, all right? It was all fine. It was a nice mutual. We No one was upset, okay? There was no crying. Oh, there was so no yelling. That's why ice cream was okay. Ice cream was okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You guys break up. Howie Rose describes it. She fetches Mr. Softy from behind the concourse, behind the plate and the helmet. Car. So many jokes. Yes. Mm. No, no, no. That's just bizarre. Why that has? How to do you guys continue to finish this game together? <laughs> it was the ninth inning in a close we game. We were in a good yeah. spot. No, no, I mean, it was, it was, it was, we understood what, what was so going on. So we're done. We're breaking up. But, you know, it's 3-2, so we're going to have some ice cream. But we have I'll to leave the game early. It's not like Jacob DeGrom signed with another team. Like, why do we have to leave? I just odd to She me. was all right with staying. We remained friends. We actually went to a Nets game Did uh, you go, a few uh, months later. Vanilla chocolate or something? <laughs> I don't remember the ice cream part. I just remember the, uh, the breakup part. Yeah, it happens. Hey, listen, Tiki, sometimes you can't plan where you break up. No, true. But it just happens. But again, there's a high percentage chance that Evan was going to end up getting broken up with at a game, considering that's a high percentage of where Why do you have to assume I was broken up with? I'm taking the freaking high road right now, and you're the one saying, wow, because I was somebody, up with- somebody that gets out of their seat at a stadium, walks upstairs to get ice cream, is not somebody significantly upset by the breakup. Yeah, good point. I think that it was seen coming Solid. by, uh, by uh, you know, we both saw it coming. <laughs> I don't want to get into the details she of it. She would stand up at baseball games. Evan doesn't like that, so we dumped her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. By the way, it worked out for the best. Yeah, no, it was fine. I'm and, glad. I'm thrilled. Trust me. No offense it, to her, but I ended up uh, with my wife. I'm and, very happy. Of course, and it didn't make my Mets Bible coming out in April by the book. 
The reason it didn't make it, my wife knew about this, was I felt difficult picking a random game and mm. claiming that this breakup happened at the game. Uh, I was going to have it in the book, and I thought that would I would have gone in more detail. It would have been more personal. Right. I would have told the whole story. But my issue was I didn't know the specific game. What? And I felt like I'd be lying to anyone who don't bought you write it. Write notes in your book. I did, but I could not. I honestly, dude, I did oh, so much by the research. Way, Susie and me broke up today, <laughs> and then that's a three out of first place. You would think I wrote that. Right. I didn't. Seriously, no, I can find it. Trust me, I went through all those games oh. from that season. Come on, and I found no evidence of the game. I didn't find record of what game I took her to. <laughs> what the so hell? I didn't want to lie. This is actually. I have to back Evan in this part. Thank you. Could you imagine whoever broke up with who? Now there's ice cream involved. Evan looking over with the – first of all, finishing the game, the ball's on Evan in that right. spot to finish scoring the game in this spot. But looking over at her after they break up, Susie dumped me. And like, you can't put that pen to paper sitting next to her at this game. No, you have to write code words. Uh, okay. It's like the list. Like, do you have a list? You don't write the list. You have code words. Okay. You understand? Yeah. Oh, Did you yeah. write it like a homonym where it's like the different things? No, I never wrote anything. But I'm mm. saying if I did write something, I would have done code. That's unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted to include it in the book. I just, I felt like I'd be lying. How could I pick a random, like a Tuesday night against the Marlins and make up a story? Like, everything needed to be genuine. You don't about even remember what the game? You don't remember who was playing? I'm pretty sure they played the Marlins, but I can't, again, I can't confirm it. If I couldn't confirm, it's not making the book. How many bad Marlin Met moments right. have happened in Queens? <laughs> Way too many. Way too many. We'll come back with your calls, 877-337-6666. Plus, it hit me last night after watching the Lions collapse down the stretch. This is us. This is how it's probably ending for the Jets once they put things together with Aaron Rodgers. And no offense, I don't want to be a hater. This is probably how it's ending for the Knicks. Once Julius is healthy, like when you're a loser franchise, like the Lions, like the Jets, like the Knicks, like the Mets, it always ends badly. We examine how this will end badly for all of us. Coming up, plus more of your calls, 877-337-6666. Maybe I'm crazy, but the Lions collapsing the way they did, as painful as it is, there's another kind of pain where you can see your season end that actually is worse, and it's something I've experienced. And that is the question of what if. And that's with a major injury. When guys get hurt, I think that leads more to, well, we never really know what would have happened if we were healthy. So when I think about my worst nightmare, which would be the Jets put it all together next year, and here they are in the AFC title game against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, in what way, what horrible way would it end? Would they blow a 24-7 lead? Would they collapse? What would happen? And I think what would actually pain me more, and I saw it with the Nets, is when you start losing, guys. Yeah. And you start to wonder, well, we would have won if. Like, the we would have won if thing is the worst. Because your brain tells you, if we were healthy, we would have won. Yeah. So in my darkest, darkest moments, last night, 2 a.m., woke up in a cold sweat. That's what it was. It was Jets, Chiefs, AFC title game. 17-10, Jets at the half, Rodgers is balling, and then he gets hurt. Mm -hmm. And we never see him in the second half, and it's uh, Jacoby Brissett quarterbacking. And I think in a weird way, that would be the losery way it ends for the Jets next year. I hope not. Oh, thank you, Tiki. <laughs> thank you, Tiki. I'm, I'm going to get you out of your loser mentality at oh, some thanks. point. Middle of next season. Well, it's only going to happen if a team wins. They'll <laughs> snap right back into it in January. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You get me out of it for five minutes. 
For the Knicks, like, what would it be? Blowing a 3-0 lead? Like, you're there. You're on the precipice. They're dogs. They're there. You're playing the Bucks. You have them down. You're about to beat them. And all of a sudden, they're the team that blows a 3-0 lead. That'd be painful, right, Lugie? That would be awful. I, I'm glad you put that in the atmosphere, by the well, way. No, but just, yes, it would I, be gut-wrenching. That thought hasn't gone through your mind? I'm trying to stay positive, but absolutely, yeah. You never want to blow a lead like that. Now, I thought about it more in the NBA Finals. You mentioned the Bucs, so let's just go Nuggets NBA Finals. Oh, so you're going all the yeah, way? Yeah, we're going all the way to the Finals. Yeah, yeah. Would that in make order it to do worse? damage. Would that oh, make it absolutely. worse or better? The closer you are, because I say this about all the time about the teams I hate in this town. I won't mention who they are. I want to get right there, and then I want it ripped from them so that they could <laughs> suffer like I've suffered with some of my teams. The you're Mets. evil, man. Hey. He's an evil bastard, man. You ever hear Sean talk? That He represents a lot of giant and Yankee fans. Uh, let's go to Mario in Long Beach. What's up, Mario? How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Mario? Yeah, good. I, I thought uh, earlier on when you uh, gave that explanation on Lamar Jackson, I thought it was brilliant about the way you were saying that he was getting away from what he was, you know? Mm. It sort of reminds me of... Uh, Many years ago, I don't know if you watched the Leonard Duran fight, right? Leonard decided he wanted to slug with Duran, oh, and he yeah. lost. Yeah, right. Where he got away from what he does. I believe that if Lamar would have ran a few times, it would have been a different game. No, a lot right. of times he had a chance to pull it down and run it, he didn't. Well, I think the, I think they needed to call more runs. Also, I mean, they, Lamar had eight eight carries, but the running backs had what six between the rest of them? Well, Whatever they it was. had it was sixteen com- in total. Yeah, they had a combined, it was crazy, five carries from running backs. Yes. And then there were two more from Zay Flowers as a wide receiver. So they ran as a team 16 times, eight from Lamar, five from running backs. Mm. They just didn't run enough. No, at all. Especially against a defense that was so susceptible to the run. Now, it's hard to stick with it because Pat Mahomes does what Pat Mahomes does, and he keeps you off the field for so long that you're that you feel anxious. But in actuality, the game wasn't away from them. And so, like, it's hard in that moment to just step back and, like, say, let's just do what we do, especially when Pat Mahomes feels like he's going to score 50 points in the game. And early on, it did feel that way, right? even though things clearly slowed down. Bill is in Brooklyn. How are you, Bill? Hey, good afternoon, guys. What's up? What's up? Before I get to my Dan Campbell point, if I may say, Evan, for me, as the biggest Knicks fan in the world, I think the bigger shoulder injury coming out of this weekend was CM Punk, I may say. Oh, yeah. I just, read that, I just read that news, that, and we'll discuss it coming up at 6 o'clock because we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble for an hour. CM Punk may be out for a significant period of time with, a, I guess, a pec issue. Dude, he's yeah. got to retire, I think. Torn labrum, they said. Torn labrum. Jeez, oh. man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now to the Dan Campbell point. Kiki, you were saying earlier before about the percentages of kicking a field goal over 45 yards and all that. Yeah. My question to you would be, which would you rather kick? Uh, a field goal down 10 in the middle of the third quarter <laughs> or a field goal with the game on the line you nailed it. just 100%. recovering an onside kick? 100%. You're right. You're right. Kick it now because there's less stress, right? There's less. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's less. Man, this is actually on me. When there's 10 minutes left. Or or seven minutes left in the third quarter, which was the first time, and they were up by fourteen at that time. I mean, there's no pressure. I mean, it's almost. I don't want to say that's an easy kick because it's still the playoffs. It's still the NFC Championship game. But you, if you miss it, so what? If you make it, you're up three scores. Mm. It's not like, oh man, end of the game. If I miss this, we lose. Oh, it's far different. <laughs> it's yeah. so different. Far, far, far different. Now I think it's just a lot. To me, it feel it feels like a lack of familiarity with Badgley. 
Yeah, because he's only been there for about a month, month and a half. And we mentioned it earlier, he had not attempted a 40-plus yard field goal or longer Mm -hmm. outside all season long. Right. But here's where analytics and stats and percentages don't work, and it's impossible to measure it. It's the way I felt sitting at home watching this game, the way a lot of us felt. When you turn the ball over on downs, which is essentially a turnover, and you hand the football back to San Francisco in a two-score game, that building comes alive. Yeah. And so it's not just the fans that are louder. When Brock Purdy runs back on that field, he's even thinking, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And I think shoulders may slump on the other side of your Detroit. And those are things that can't be measured. Like, it felt as if that was a momentum change. And kicking a field goal, well, yeah, you could miss it. I mm-hmm. get it. You know, you have a chance to just kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, we canceled out the three points they got. And now that momentum change that we just saw doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, because that was real. I, I, and it's always real. We all real. felt it. We all felt it. It's funny. Like I, like, I don't feel like momentum's a real thing, but it does. It does. It happens. Like, I remember even as a player, it's like, oh, God, here we go. Can we just get a the champion, the, uh, the wild card game against the 49ers? It was all momentum. Right. Because we had a pretty good game. Like, statistically, you look at it, and you're like, hey, you guys played pretty well. But it was just momentum shifts. And I don't know if this sticks with momentum, but you could tell me at playing the position after they fail on fourth down because Josh Reynolds can't hold on to the ball mm-hmm. and the crowd gets excited and then Brandon Ayuk makes that incredible play where right. it tips off of Vildor and they score a touchdown. What do the Lions do yeah. when they get the ball back? On yeah. the very first play, Jameer Gibbs puts the ball on the ground. Yep. That felt like it was a part of the same momentum. Yeah, and I don't even know whose fault that was, but it felt it felt like he stepped the wrong way. Because Jared Goff was opening the other way, and he's like, oh, crap. Mm. And then he gets back in the right lane, but he takes the handoff like this as opposed to with a pocket like running backs are supposed to take it. But in that situation, because I've been there, I had a few fumbles in my career like that where I just got the handoff wrong. You have to just go down. Right. Like you can't keep – I'll figure this out as I'm going forward – and then someone hits you, and you have no 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 chance of holding on to oh, the football. No doubt. Jay's on Long Island. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on, Evan? Mm. Yo, I can't up? tell you how much I agree with you um, in terms of like getting to the point where you're about to do so well with your team, whether no matter what sport it is. Because mm-hmm. we experienced that last year with the Rangers, right? They were up two and zero, and they scored five goals in each game, I believe. Yeah, and the momentum was through the roof. We thought we were going to sweep the Devils, and then what happened? I they completely but, lost it all. You know what? You know which one I think is bigger than that, though? I mean, I don't want to be a jerk on the Rangers, but you brought up the Rangers was the year before in the conference finals. Yeah, because they had already won two rounds, and then we're up 2-0 on the road. Like, think mm-hmm. about that. Think about that. The New York Rangers, and this was like the birth of this kind of run that they're on now. What do you want to call it? The Shesterkin era? I guess we can call it that. Yeah, right? sure. We'll call it the Igor era. They go on that sounds an, better, by the way. The Igor era? Igor era. Instead of the Shesterkin era? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go on this run where they get out of the first round winning a tough series. They get out of the second round winning another tough series. And here they are in the conference finals against the dynasty in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. And they win game one at the Garden easily. They win game two. They're up 2-0, and they led in game three. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a Ranger hater... I'll admit this, hand up in the air. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> they're going to dig. First of all, they're going to beat the Lightning, the team the Islanders couldn't beat two years in a row. They're going to get to the Cup Finals, and everything turned. And Ranger fans, and I don't, I, now I'm IHO now, IHO Independent Hockey Observer when I say this. 
when you're that close, I don't care how young your roster is, I don't care how good you think the front office is, getting there is tough. And there's no guarantee you're going to get back. So what happens the following year? They blow that 2-0 lead our caller was talking about with New Jersey. This season, I can't tell you what's going to happen. But coach gets fired. Coach gets fired, right. You have a completely different administration now. Because he can get there but not really close the deal. And then, well, the problem with it is that you don't know, like, the the intangibles. Like, the things that you can't predict. Like, Philip Heidel being out for the year now. Look at you yeah, all right? over that. So I just I I'm saw mad. it. It was, like, major news up here. Yeah. But that's my we'll point. Let it like, pass. It's, all it takes is, like, one of your important players to be done. Then there's no chance you're getting back. Well, I, to that point, I give, a young core. I'll give you another one that we witnessed in this town. And I don't include the Rangers... And maybe it's the bias of 94, even though that's been a long time ago. I don't include the Rangers as a loser team, though I probably should. They've won one cup in like 100 years. So maybe I should include them in the losery of New York with the Knicks and the mm-hmm. Mets and the Jets and all that. But I'll give you another example. The New York Yankees. And what I mean by that is mm. 2017. Oh, yeah. They were in the seventh game of the ALCS right. on the doorstep with this young team. And when they lost brutally to the Astros, cheating or not, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. The assumption was they'll be back. Right. And the truth is, they haven't really been back. They got to an LCS, yeah. but they haven't gotten to that moment, the seventh game of the ALCS, no, where they, they are got... nine innings away from a pennant. Right, they got rolled. They got rolled. Well, in 19, they came relatively close, but not as close. And then, yes, two years ago, they got rolled. Yeah. So let the Rangers of two years ago, let the Yankees of 17, let the Mets of 15, they were damn close, let the Nets in 21, let it all be a guide. Just because you're there and you're close and you're young and you're like, I got all the time in the world. You don't have all the time in the world. Doesn't actually mean that you're there. Right. (laughs) Got to break through. Yeah. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.